This episode of the SFW Podcast is sponsored by ElectricalJungleShop.com. Yeah, that's right. We got a sponsor at ElectricalJungleShop.com. And we also got some teas out there. Show your love of support. Go visit the website. Buy some things. Let them know that going into business with me is a good thing. And, you know, hopefully it'll be a fruitful partnership on both ends. <laughs> Show your love of support. Get you some graphic tees with cool designs. We got one out one out we got a one out now for the SFW podcast. So check that out. I'm actually gonna go cop that one myself and wear it and that way people ask me about it. Oh, you don't know about this? This is that new new. You don't know about that. Listeners of the podcast can save money by using the promo code to check out SFW. So be sure to do that. Electricaljungleshop.com. Electrical like ooh baby it's electric jungle as in the amazon and shop all one word electricaljungleshop.com let them know i sent you welcome to the sfw podcast with your host adrian who else would it be but me back again with an amazing episode and amazing guest today valerie app person I hope I said her last name correctly. If not, please, please forgive me. Um, I can read well, but I don't pronounce stuff too good, as you probably already know. Her interview is going to be later on the show. She escaped the cult-like upbringing. She's an indie musician and a comedian, but the two have nothing to do with each other. It's like she does music on one side and does comedy on the other, so it's not like a Weird Al Yankovic type of deal. Um, you know, and she also talks about her struggles with sobriety or, you know, and why she got sober, how she knew she was going down the wrong path and her path to sobriety. So that's going to be a good show for you guys lined up later on. I just want to take a minute here to say I am happy with the response I've been getting with this podcast so far. Um, you know, a lot of emails and messages of support and hey, keep doing it. I appreciate it. You know, if you can do it, I can do it type of thing. And I appreciate you guys so much out there, whoever's listening, whenever you're listening and however you're listening. Thank you so much again. I appreciate it. Thank you for all the love and support. I cannot thank you so much. I'm hoping to make this a full-time thing where I can just solely focus on this and start collecting some kind of revenue from it to where I don't have to <coughs> dig ditches or clean shit pipes. There you go. I said Um With that being said, let me get some quick housekeeping out the way. This is a comedy show. There are going to be some topics of frank discussion that some people may not agree with. That doesn't mean I'm here to inspire hate or ignorance. I believe open discussion between two parties can lead to understanding and possibly healing once we get to know each other's sides of things. But we have to be open to discuss those things, which means you may say some things I disagree with, but that doesn't mean I jump right to it. You're racist. You're you're, you're a misogynistic, uh, homophobic racist. No, 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 no. Let them state their point clearly and accurately without, you know, cursing and, and all that stuff if they can, you know, and shouting. If we get on a rational level, hey, you know what? I heard you said, but I disagree with that because here's what I think. Blase, blase, blase. Okay, well, I do see your point with that, but here's my point. Blase, blase, blase. Bam, we can get to some kind of even compromise with that, you know, on both sides of, of, of the fence, you know what I mean? That way, it doesn't feel like, you know, you're selling out your morals or your integrity to work with somebody or to be with somebody. If you'd like to be a producer of the show, please use the Cash App app, dollar sign, AD Comedy Jokes, 
or you can use PayPal, AD Comedy. If you'd like to email me with the, any kind of love, hate, support, ideas for shows, you want to be a guest on the show, you have an idea how I can run the show better, please let me know. ADComedyJokes at gmail.com. I'd be happy to hear from you. And I do appreciate the emails I've been getting from people, from all types of people of different backgrounds and things like that. I had a guy who's a uh, political, he wrote some political books and stuff like that, which I... I'm interested in having him on here. I'm not going to say his name, but I have to do a lot of research to find out what's going on because the books he told me that he wrote and he sent me the link and things like that. And we kind of talked briefly. It seems legit, but I, I don't know enough about politics to weigh in the conversation either way. You know what I mean? So before I have somebody on like that on, I like to kind of do some more research that way I can pop in and ask the right questions and not just let them talk about whatever whatever just because I don't know anything about it you know you have an anti-vaxxer on here or just say hypothetically speaking and you know I would be open to it too just hypothetically speaking that I have somebody who's a strong anti-vaxxer and they don't believe in in the vaccinations and they think that vaccinations are bad not good even with the new COVID-19 vaccinations they don't believe in it they're against it you know, solid for. I would have to do a lot of more research on vaccinations and things like that on both sides of the fence before I'd have someone like that on. That's just in general on my end. I mean, people, some people go in blind and just be like, you know what, hey, come on the show, talk your stuff, and uh, I'll jump in whenever. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to ask questions that are, are relevant to the conversation. Speaking of asking questions that are relevant to the conversation, Forgive me for my interviewing style. I'm trying to um, switch up interviewing styles. And I've been listening to different podcasts on how people interview people. Uh, and I'm trying to find a more style where I'm more included in the conversation. But my background with journalism, when I used to write for magazines, is because I would write for magazines. I was writing for magazines. And I would have to record these conversations. What I would do was just, you know, you ask, like the, better, the more the person I was interviewing talked better it was for me to write it out because I'd be like okay I asked him one question and this person talked for 10 minutes on that question that's good I can dissect that and move stuff around and quote them here and add that there and things like that that's good for a written format but for an audio format it's not that good to have just like they might as well just you know upload themselves and I might as well just have them hey uh, I'm gonna send you a list of questions you read them yourself and answer them and I'll just upload it to the show <laughs> like that's pretty much how it felt so I'm working on a more uh, I'm working on a different type of interviewing style in the works so I have to see what works for me you know what I mean that doesn't disrupt the flow of the show because that's important I never want to have someone on here that feels disrespected or that doesn't like the way the show's going. Or and I don't want to not like the way the show's going as well. Because like I said, when it comes to this show, the main priority is the audience, the guest, and then myself. So make sure you have something good listening listen you to. You know, that way like, I could I have somebody on here that can explain all the secrets of the universe. But if they sound like Ben Stein, and then once we get to the molecules of the aftermath of the equation of X you realize that the universe began with Y. 
Why is the exponential span of the eternal nitrate of the equation of the Roman hybrid? You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. It is boring as hell. And it's probably enlightening, but it is boring as hell to listen to. So, yeah, I'm just trying to work on a new interview style. I'm trying to be more um, involved in the conversation, what's going on. But like I said, usually what I do when I interview people is I say, you know, hey, before we start, first rule, no promote negative your hate. Second rule is I'm going to let you talk as long as you want to about whatever you want to. I'm only going to cut you off if it gets out of hand or to ask questions. So well, that happens to luckily no one's ever gotten out of hand so far with this show. So that's not a problem. And the second one is, you know, it's kind of hard. You know, when someone's talking and they're telling a story about something and I have a question, I don't want to interrupt them while they're having a meaningful, you know, someone's talking about, yeah, my struggles with sobriety have the moment I realized that I needed to get clean was the one time with, okay, let me ask you this. When you first started doing what you did before you got surprised, no, you don't want to do that. That interrupts the flow of the show. That person was having a heartfelt moment and you just kill it. So I don't want to do that. But if anyone has any suggestions as, as opposed to like, you know, who I could listen to, to kind of copy or imitate not like first show, but like the way they do interview styles. You know what I mean? Let me know. Um, just, you know, adcomedyjokes at gmail.com. Or if you say, hey, this person's a really good interviewer, you should check them out. Anybody besides, you know, like Howard Stern or uh, Mark Marin or anybody like that. You know, because I've listened to those shows to kind of try to get a feel for how to do this. And sometimes it's a good thing to do and sometimes it's bad. So it's kind of a 50-50 split on that. And also, the goal is not to directly imitate them. It's to try to make mine better by taking what they're doing and kind of incorporate to what I'm already doing. So just remember that. So I caught myself trying to... uh, I guess you say play basketball the other day. Uh, just a friendly competition between some people I knew. What was it? Three on three. You know, half court to 11. I have not played basketball in years, mind you. And I'm not the most athletically gifted person. Uh, even in like middle school and high school, I was the guy that like rarely got the ball in football or basketball whenever we played. But I was enthusiastic though. You know, I'd run up and down. I'd guard. I'd block. You know, I was kind of like Robin. I'd never really shoot but I'd always get the rebounds and pass to somebody who could shoot, you know. Uh, For the longest time growing up, I had what's called an ugly shot. I would always beam off the backboard before I went in, and then I always make the joke, if it wasn't for the backboard, you wouldn't have made it. You know, that kind of joke. So here's something I kind of learned about myself today, which isn't really any kind of trivia or anything you can look up, but what I learned today is, uh, I don't know if this is with, with like people of color, black people playing basketball together, or it applies to everybody, but if you're playing basketball with somebody and, you know, you're doing your thing and as soon as you get the ball, they say, let them shoot. That means you're trash. Like, seriously, like, I just like, <laughs> the way they say, let them shoot. <laughs> and then one gives you space to like, and one kind of like, it's kind of like at the free throw line where they stop defending everything. They just let you shoot. Yeah, you're trash. I was like, damn, I'm garbage, bro. 
throw the ball and sit down. I need to go somewhere with my life. This is bullshit. Uh, that's something I learned about myself this week. Uh, yeah, this past week, man, I was watching, um, uh, you know, all these new Netflix shows that they put on. Not the Netflix show, like the original Netflix shows, but shows that were on Netflix. Sister Moesha, the Parkers, you know, those type of shows. I'm watching those. And I remember watching these shows growing up, right? I remember watching them growing up. And I knew the characters' names. I knew things like that. But if you ask me with a gun to my head to recall any episode of the Parkers, Moesha, or Sister Sister, like, name an episode. Name the title of the episode and what happened in the episode. I could not do it at all. I'm like, all these episodes kind of sort of blend together, to be honest with you. And it's just one of those things that's like, at that time period in my life, I was just watching TV to watch TV. You know, I would watch pretty much anything that was on that caught my interest, even though I wasn't really paying attention to it. It's just, oh, sister's on. And it's one of those shows that's like, it's just these shows that have been on for, you know, a while. And you just watch them to watch them because it's on. I was young at the time. I was in, you know, elementary school, middle school when it was on, you know, during its run. And when I was in high school, it was on syndication all the time. It was on like every channel. You can catch it during the daytime or whatever. And I just realized, like, I don't remember a lot of these episodes. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just my brain, the way it works, is like, I don't remember any of these episodes. I know the characters' names. I know the relationships between the people. Oh, yeah, she's going to end up hooking up with him in a later season. I do remember that part. I don't know when it happens. I just know it's going to happen in a later season. So maybe they get a little tense moment in the first season, but by season three, they're a couple. I don't know, I guess. But, yeah, I could not remember any of those episodes to save my life. Like, literally. Like, if it was a Vegas slot time thing, bet all your money on it. Bet a dollar and you could win a hundred million if you can name, give me a description of an episode from, from one of those shows without, you know, Google searching it. I, I don't probably make something. Uh, the one where they go on a date and uh, uh, comedic hijinks ensue. Yeah, because there's always one in those episodes, one in those series. Like, that's just, but you have to be more specific than that. I wouldn't have got it. Started ramble on. I was just like, just thinking, like, man, that's. Uh. Anyway, my question for the audience this week. Um, none of the weather's getting warm out and everything, and restrictions have, you know, been sort of kind of. I, I don't know where everyone is. I don't know how bad it is out there where you are, but let's just say where I am in the DMV area. Um, kind of restrictions are, are being kind of lifted. Of, you know, restaurants are letting more people inside. The weather's getting a little bit nicer out now. Vaccines are becoming more ready available. What's the first thing you're going to do when you don't have to worry about having to go outside with a mask on? Like, you can go into any store without a mask on. You can go to dinner without a mask on. What's the first thing that you want to do in your area once the restrictions have been lifted and everything's back open again? And we can go back to life as well without restrictions or without worrying about you know, COVID-19. Me personally, man, I would definitely like to go out to a nice dinner with some friends or uh, someone I'm interested in. Just not sit down, dinner, talk, have some drinks. I missed, I really miss working late at night and like hanging out and getting drinks afterwards and talking shit about work and the customers and 
being at the comedy club and watching the cute girls go in, like, damn, you know, watching the girls go in, that would see some of the shows, like, damn, mm, mm. you know, they'd be standing in line and come in and just be sitting there behind the bar watching them go in. I miss that. I definitely miss that. I hope that job opens up back up, back up again and I can go back to it. Cause that was good money. That was good money, and I'm not too far from it now, as opposed to where before, where I was living at before. So that would be, you know, that would be a blessing, cause that was good money, and they were gonna open up seven days a week before the COVID outbreak. So that would have been a hell of a lot more money in my pocket, as opposed to now where I have a negative amount, because anything I get now, I owe somebody. So yeah, there's that. Welcome to the SFW Podcast with your host, Adrian. Who else would it be but me? I have a very lovely guest tonight, Valerie. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing this evening? Very good, very good. I want to get started to talk to you about your, your budding career as both a comedian and a musician. Uh, a lot of times people try to bring those two loves together as... Um, you know, you got your Weird Owls, your, you know, Adam Sandler's and people like that. Is your music kind of anything like that or is it separate from the comedy? Uh, no, I'm pretty committed to keeping the two art forms separate because to me, they um, come from different places in the mind and they serve different purposes. Whereas, like, music is more to express things that are harder to express directly and comedy is just telling dick jokes <laughs> I hear you I hear you it's, it's good I'm, I'm always envious do you um, you're a musician I have not I'll, I'll be honest I have not had a chance to uh, listen to your music up yet but I will definitely check it out afterwards um, what genre of music is, um, are you playing it's alternative it's a little bit experimental but it's catchy i think mm-hmm. is it like um i don't think the best like alternative like is it like uh fiona apple early 90s alternative type of music i've had it compared to a lot of different things mm-hmm. i don't i haven't heard a sound like it <laughs> which was the point you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's right you gotta you gotta bring your own sound to it um, you're, you're originally from El Paso, Texas. Uh, can you just tell us about growing up there and how you made the move to D.C.? Sure, sure. Um, El Paso, Texas is a cool town on the border of Mexico. And um, what was cool about it particularly is that it's a binational community that uh, shares the same metro center, not metro center, but it's the same metropolitan area as Juarez, Mexico, and together the two cities are about the size of Chicago. So it's this weird mix of like a big city and a small town. And um, it's about, it's not 100% Mexican, but it basically is. It's just Mexicans as far as the eye can see. (laughs) And uh, so naturally it's just like a much well it's it's a more peaceful place 
across the border, of course, there's the drug war and everything, so that's not so peaceful. But it never really spilled over into El Paso, so we were pretty lucky. And uh, I don't know, it, it's in the desert. It's got beautiful sunsets, and the art scene, the music scene, is just more natural. Like there's more of a connection to nature when you live in the desert. You can drive like in minutes, and you're out. You're out of uh, the city. So. So yeah, I played music in Costco for about seven years. I played bass and drums in a band called Africa Lovers. And then I started my own project called Fair Boyer. And um, I should be releasing an album of those songs within the coming days. So it should be streaming everywhere pretty soon. Sounds good, sounds good. When did you? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was saying when it when. Okay, so it seems like from the way you're talking, music was definitely the first love of your life. I just want to say when did comedy come in uh, during that time period? Were they both kind of together? Well, if you're a musician, I will give you some advice, and that advice is don't pawn your instrument because then you'll have to go into comedy. <laughs> comedy and I wanted to try it and I I was trying to write another album and it wasn't coming together so I just decided to dive into a new art form and it's so addictive and the community is so great and it's just fun to be able to say whatever you want all the time I couldn't do that when I was writing music I don't know I don't know. I feel like if you put some instrumentals behind somebody, they can say whatever they want, and you just say, "Well, you don't get the song because you don't understand." I'm on this level here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you about your TV grade. I got notes here, so I was trying to be professional and have it off screen, but I can't read that far. So you have some TV credits listed. The you were Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations. Yeah. Um, like I wasn't on it, but. Mm-hmm. Half-Breed Lover songs were... Used on the show. Yeah, were used. Oh, shit, that's pretty big. Yeah, it was uh, really cool. We would get, like, royalties, but they wouldn't tell us where these songs were used. Mm -hmm. So I would spend, like, hours trying to figure out, (laughs) like, I know Maxim.com used it. Where is it? And so I'd find a YouTube video of, like, some sexy girl, and she's... In the bathtub with our song on, and I'm like, I'm playing drums to her in the bathtub. <laughs> that's that is that is that's you. That's that's like having your song, you know, like when you ever you see like a movie trailer and the songs in the background. That's you. Oh yeah, I hope it's me more because you think the Fairboy Air stuff would be good soundtrack music, but some of that is look I don't have. I don't know. <laughs> So I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna assume, correct me if I'm wrong, if all these, the, the, um, the TV credits I looked up for you, those are just mostly them using your songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not a problem, not a problem, not a problem, just wanted to make clarify. No, no, not at all. I, I don't have any songs on, on any TV show, so. <laughs> I was in a, a film in the Badlands about a certain photographer that, 
because apparently like a half Mexican is good enough to play a Native American. Yeah. And I really needed that 170 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting that you said that because I was talking to somebody the other day and they were saying, yeah, you know, now it's Latin Americans that are playing Native Americans, but you know, in the 70s, 80s, it used to be Italians. <laughs> Latin Americans are, are what? Playing uh, Native Americans on some on like a lot of programming. Some shows like I guess if they can't if they can't get I don't know if they can't get real Native American, I don't know what the deal is. Or they don't want to. But I was talking to somebody like we're really into like movies and TV and stuff. He was telling me, yeah, back in the day, you know the old commercial from like the eighties with the uh, or the seventies? Somebody throws litter on a trash can, it's got the Native American guy crying on the side. That's an Italian guy. No way. Yes. It's Italians were used a lot to p- portray Native Americans back then. Damn, I didn't know Italians cared that much. <laughs> hey, we're all coming closer together, baby. I thought they were all about dumping bodies in the river. Oh, Sopranos hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty cool. Uh, since 2013, you've written several online articles. I used to be a clickbait writer. Mm-hmm. And can you explain that for people who don't know what that is? Clickbait is like the trash articles on the side of websites that are like, can you believe this actress is so shitty when she's older? <laughs> and photos, and then it's a slideshow that you have to click through so you can see a ton of ads and mm. close everything down, and everybody hates it. But there was a time when it was really working and uh, I got to publish whatever I wanted and I had access to all the stats and stuff so I learned pretty quickly how to make things, at least with their technology, how to make things go viral. So I'd uh, put a lot out there. One time I said that the TSA was jerking off to everybody's uh, body scan. Yeah. Also, you basically were writing for Fox News. Yeah, but uh, I was trying to be funny. But yeah. (laughs) That was pretty cool. I was gonna wondering, like, how do they? uh, I guess nowadays, whenever I do click on one of them things, because every now and then they do get you with with a little something. Oh man, you won't believe how this, how Topang from Boy Meets World grew up. Yeah, and you know, you click on it and it's. It. <laughs> Some of it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't envy you. I, um, that's about the time I started writing myself. I used to work for a magazine, um, an online urban magazine. I would interview, uh, rappers and entertainers. I got to interview some pretty big names out there too, but. A lot of the times it would be like local New York rappers or whatever and just the same interviews over and over again. It's like, all right, little peanut, why'd you want to get into music? I'm saying I'm about the money and the girls, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm saying girls, but he said another word. <laughs> I'm about the money and the girls, you know what I'm saying? If it ain't about that, it ain't about nothing. I'm getting my stack, getting my cheddar, you know what I mean? 
little peanuts little peanuts fascination with music began in an early age like no no it didn't he was high one night and freestyled and put out a mixtape and somehow it blew up <laughs> oh you were once banned from LinkedIn interesting story behind that Yeah, how do, how do you actually troll on LinkedIn? I never really looked at LinkedIn other than, like, you know, headshot resume. I didn't know you could do anything on there extra. Yeah, it's like Facebook. Mm. You can you can do a lot. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I don't know. That story is really long. <laughs> It's all right. I mean, if you if you don't want to get into it, that's fine. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna probe if you don't want to talk about it. It's just it's interesting, you know. Uh, you know, took your time to fight the Nazis. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, there's still kids in cages right now. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's it's great that Biden won and everything, but like they're still there. And yeah, every time I think about it, it's just like. Waste of free labor. No. That is some dark humor. (laughs) You know those little Fourth of July flags? (laughs) We actually have them made in America now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we did bring something back eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're also the producer of Risk Takers Comedy Show. during this quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Somebody helped me out with that whole uh, forgetting to wipe the mic. <laughs> was this at like at a bar or like somebody's house or like how, how where were these shows taking place? Um, I lived in a pretty interesting building pretty close to Capitol Hill and it had like no supervision mm-hmm. and a pretty big backyard so just took over took over the backyard now um, I'm producing a virtual show called Ha Ha Black Sheep Mm -hmm. and that is Saturdays at 5.30pm Eastern 5.30pm Eastern where can they find this? Um, rampantly.la one more time 
rampantly rampantly dot la. LA gotcha 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 yeah rampantly with a y mm-hmm. is it is it 5 p.m here or 5 p.m in la Okay, so Eastern Standard. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, time difference got to be something else out there. Um, before the COVID and quarantine, uh, you, you know, you're doing comedy and music. What was the end goal? I mean, I, not I don't want to say end goal because that sounds so like Final Destination type. But what was the um, like your goal with with music and comedy? Like, were you eventually just gonna? I guess try to marriage the two eventually or you was like I'm gonna be any musician during the day and be a comedian at night or vice versa I don't know that's kind of something I struggle with to be honest because you kind of can't work on them exactly at the same time mm-hmm. but I do so I'm writing things and it seems like it's taking longer but then it is. I don't know. I don't know. I live alone. It's COVID. There's a lot of time. Yeah. You can write a song here and here. Yeah. As long as just as long as you're taking your time creating, you know, we can we can always expect to hear more from you. Now I'm gonna change the topic to something a little bit more fun. Um, not that you, not 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 that not, hear, not that hearing about you isn't fun, but I just like I wanted this to be more of a um, a looser format. I didn't want to be like you know. So when you wrote that song yeah. about your life, yeah. what was it? <laughs> I want to be a little bit more looser. Um, yeah. Yeah. What kind of shows have you been watching during quarantine? You caught up on anything new? You binge anything old? Um, I've watched Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, I've watched Queens Gambit, and that was cool. Apart from the whole magical Negro thing. Mm-hmm. Is that the chess movie, right? Yeah. I don't have Netflix, so I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's got that problem, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's cool because it shows like drug addiction and intelligence and how they can go together. In, in chest. In chest, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember Bobby Fisher? Uh, Bobby Fisher. Yeah, you remember him? He's a big. He was a big chess player back in the day. I think he won gold for the U.S. or something. He was a very big deal. They had a movie, Searching for Bobby Fischer. There's a section of uh, Central Park named after him where you go to play chess. Um, he was a very big chess player back in the day, young guy. Unfortunately, uh, many years later, man, he uh, a little screw loose and he started to go on all these crazy rants. Government was trying to kill him. CIA is after him. You know, he's just, I don't know if it was drugs, but he definitely had some kind of mental deterioration. And I wonder if being really, really good at that is what caused it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be that level of crazy to be as good as he was. Yeah, I I can see how that could happen if you're that strategic, Mm. that you would start to see patterns where they might not be there. Mm. But then again, if you're that strategic, you might be very interesting to people who are watch, like interested in watching people. Uh, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's just Catch Twenty Two. So you got Queen. Queen is Queen? Get this. Is, I don't have. I don't know. It's a show or a movie. It's a like. It's a show. Okay. Um. Uh, 
you seen any of the... What's the last movie you saw? It could be either new or old. doesn't matter. Look, I forgot the name, but it's about this comet that passes over Earth and, like, as it's passing, it makes everybody, like, in this quantum state mm. of, like, we're... Like, all possibilities exist at the same time. Oh. So they're, like, in one possibility, and they they leave the house, and they, like, end up, like, interacting with the other possibility version of themselves. That sounds interesting. Really, yeah, it's really, uh... would be great to know the name. Yeah, is this, uh... Was this new-ish or older? New-ish, I think. I thought I saw it on Hulu. Okay, okay. I think I did see a commercial for them. It has, like, glow sticks on the cover. Okay, I think I, I think I did see a commercial for them. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's the alternate dimensions, alternate Earth theories. That's a very big thing that's going on in um, Hollywood storytelling nowadays because you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. You ever see that show, Sliders? They used to play it back in the day on, like, basic cable. The whole show is about alternate Earths and alternate dimensions. So they'd have one episode. What if the Russians won the Cold War? That'd be a whole episode. An episode would be, yeah, another episode would be like, there's a there's a world where women are the uh, dominant sex and men are second class citizens. So they'd have like di- different episodes like that. So they've been kicking around that that parallel stuff for a while. Did you ever watch? Um Trauma? Yes, loved it. Like the thing longer. <laughs> so that would be like if I had invented <laughs> the thing longer. <laughs> oh man. Everything uh, that you need to know about how people should get along, you can It's a good show. It's good. Very, very good. I'm not really into the um. Which is which is which is which is awful to say because I like I like their chemistry. The when I did have Netflix, the was it the Disenchantment, Disen the new one by those people. Yeah, Disenchantment. Yeah, yeah. It just it, it kind of I don't know it, it it just the first two seasons were good and then I was borrowing somebody's thing and watching a little bit over the weekend and I don't know it just. It doesn't feel like I know it's its own thing, so you can't compare it to The Simpsons or Futurama, but I don't know. Yeah, what's weird is that it's like set in this past castle time, and something that's very not Matt Yeah, yeah. But some people really like it. Yeah, it's doing good. It's doing good, and everyone on there that's doing that's getting work. Uh, what's her name? Abby Jackson. Oh, from uh, Broad City. Broad City. Yeah, yeah, Eric Andre, you know, people on there. Do you smoke weed? I do not, unfortunately. Well, I'd say fortunately for me. I don't know, it just puts me in a different... (laughs) This is like the third weed conversation I've had in like three days. This is the most I've talked about weed in my life to people. (laughs) No, no, it's just... It does does two things to me, and I'm only going to talk about one. Other one is just a little bit little paranoia which people say depends on what kind of you get i understand there's uh, sativa and indico or indica there's different things but i don't know i just get i just get in my head 
You know what I mean? And I get over worried about things. Oh, yeah, it'll give you anxiety. Yes, yeah, and I have enough of that already, so I don't need extra anxiety on top of that. Which is... Yeah, you do. But, you know, if you get through the lead anxiety, you can get through anything. <laughs> That's exactly what someone said about doing mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> mushrooms are fun, though. That's on my list. Have you ever done it? No, that's on my list. I had a friend who... Um, would do mushroom tea every year for like Thanksgiving. Uh, he had moved the year he, we were supposed to do it together. He's like, yeah, you come over, man. I, I make the tea and, you know, just vibe out to some music, whatever, you know. He's like, it's, it's not that bad, man. As long as you're in a relaxed environment, you're good. You know what I mean? I'll talk you through it, everything. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of want to open my mind to the doors of perception. I want to see what's out there. And as soon as, you know, the month we're going to do it, he's like, yeah, man, I got to move back. You know, my, my family's not doing so good. I got to go back to uh, where he was from. So, yeah. I, I have some shrooms right now. Come over, we can stay six feet apart. Trip six feet. <laughs> Trip six feet apart. Now, that would sound good, but I have to work in the morning. So that would be very interesting to show the work like <laughs> With that afterglow. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be doing mushrooms the night before I have to do, work with the uh, skill saw. It's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a big, uh, not a big, not a big um, on that. I mean, like I have smoked weed in the past before, so it's not like I've never done it. And I don't care what people do, as long as they're like not hurting themselves to an extent or other people. Now, if you want to, you know. Was, what was that old saying? Pills and powders, leave them be. If it grows from the earth, it probably won't hurt. I don't know if you've heard that. No, I haven't. I forget who told me that. It was like, it stuck in my head when I heard it. Um, so, you know, like, you're around comedians. You know, I've seen them do cocaine. It's like, what's, what's whatever. I'm not into it. Um, as, long as, as, long as, you, as long as you're not like, yeah, you know, I got a set night. <laughs> Gotta get that comedy. <laughs> 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 I'm like whoa, 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 whoa! You can you can do like a line of coke at a wedding and have it not all go to hell. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's. Do you think like there's a hierarchy? Texas, Texas loves drugs. <laughs> I bet it's hot out there. You're in the middle of the desert. No one can see. <laughs> I lived in Houston too. Houston's a party. Mm. That's like I never did coke in El Paso. I I don't do it now. I don't have a connection. Mm-hmm. Not because it's wrong, but because I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Were you... Not because I made any decision to stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're learning. Get my address and see if I get to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. No, we're not going to do that. That's... Were you in Houston? You do lean? That's a thing people do out there. I always wanted to. No, I didn't. I heard it's I did, about... uh painkillers for quite a few years and then like I don't know and then just the desire just went away like mm-hmm. never really affected my life so for you now Actually. for you now is it just like just solo weed is that it just solo weed for like you know writing and doing music just and stuff weed and shrooms I, sh- I used to drink like a lot and I stopped about a little over five months ago so I'm kind of on that road 
recovery room. Congratulations. Did you stop uh, voluntarily or were you ordered to stop? No, no, no. It was me. Um, I should have been ordered to stop. Rock bottom included me vandalizing a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, you weren't on it, were you? No, no, no. I was just pissed and there was a motorcycle in front of me. So uh. I over the motorcycle. <laughs> I, was, I was terrible. But, uh, yeah, no, it was terrible. And my boyfriend at the time left me. And I was just like, fuck, I really have to stop this. And um, I found this secular program online. Mm-hmm. What's it called? It's called, like, The Alcohol Experiment. And it's like, use whatever you want. But I could tell, like, from just the way things were worded that it would, like, brainwash me into thinking the right way and um i don't know or like to wrap my head around it mm-hmm. and it, it did seem to help um i don't know i might go to 12 steps i'm not sure yet i mean i'm definitely glad that you saw that within yourself to go get help because a lot of people either don't see it or by the time they recognize it, it's too late and they're, they're you know already in so much trouble so it just seems like yours was just not saying it wasn't a big deal i was definitely in trouble yeah like the fact that I was, like, I'll give you one story. My, this second husband, who I'm still married to because I don't want to do the paperwork. Mm-hmm. But I gotta get, I will get to that and I gotta do it during COVID. Because during COVID you can do it over the internet. Mm-hmm. Which is like a blessing from God, I think. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, um, the relationship turned violent, and it was abusive for about, like, two, three years, but I had this terrible drinking problem, and I remember this one time, I even, like, made it all the way to the women's shelter, I was processed, and I, like, went back, and looking back, I was going back for the beer, I wasn't going back to be in a relationship but I couldn't stand even one night sober in a women's shelter so I went straight back to where I shouldn't have been and like time and time and time again I was getting myself into these stupid situations because all I was thinking about was just getting more booze so yeah, yeah it, that's just not the way to go yeah yeah life's been better since I'm glad to hear that I'm definitely glad to hear that you're doing better that's, that's yeah, the, yeah. Uh, you said that was your yeah. you said that was your second husband oh yeah yep second second there was uh the first one was in that band that I was in and uh, he kind of like took advantage of my talent. I was 19, he was 31, and uh, we were both Jehovah's Witnesses, and when you're a Jehovah's Witness, you have to marry another Jehovah's Witness, and he was one that played music, and he, like, had instruments, I could go to his house and play music, and, you know, he sort of just groomed me that way, and then used me for seven years as, like, this doll that he could parade around because I was young and cute and talented and he was 
aging and nobody gave a shit about his band, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was more of the face of it than I would have been if he if he was just, I don't know, a decent person. <laughs> but anyways, that guy, uh, he ended up being a registered sex offender. Oh no. Yeah, he was a high school history teacher and he wouldn't fuck me but he was fucking his students and that shit and it was it happened after i left him well who knows right but like it was all over the news it was super embarrassing everybody knew about it all the people in my hometown knew about it people thought i knew about it people accused me of like being part of it in some way which i just said fuck off (laughs) not even gonna fucking address that um but yeah, so that was the first husband, and uh, and then I started to learn about evolution through somebody I met in the music scene, and we fell in love, and we were writing songs back and forth to each other, and you know, it was really, really pretty, and, and because I was so in love with him, I was able to like... It sort of like helped me drop that guard of that I had with the Jehovah's Witness religion of I can't listen to any other teachings. It's only my way. And so like gradually he helped me to see that science was real and and then uh, once I figured that out it was I couldn't I realized there's at the time I thought there's no God, so if there's no God then why am I staying with this person? Mm. So I left. So that was 2013. I left the Jehovah's Witnesses. I left my husband. I left my family. And then, you know, I left everything. I left everything I knew. And then the next, and then I felt like so watched in El Paso that I just went to Houston and I went back to college to try to biotech try to be a scientist because I fell in, in love with science because it got me out of that out of that cult so yeah this has been number one mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you I, I yeah I uh that's yeah that's something um uh yeah you like myself I I, I didn't know much about um Jehovah's Witnesses other than you don't celebrate holidays and Michael Jackson grew up as one. That's about all I knew as Jehovah's Witnesses. I grew up Catholic. Um, went to private school pretty much from kindergarten to eighth grade. Uh, literally went to church every day because we would have mass every morning at, at the school. I grew up in it. It was a K to eighth grade school. Would have math every so we have beaten into you, beaten into you, beaten into you, beaten into you, you know. And it's after a while, you're like, uh, this is kind of repetitive and it's depressing. You know, why would you want to celebrate this? This is awful. <laughs> That's how I kind of came to the conclusion of it. Like, this is all, like, why would you want to celebrate this? This is awful. <laughs> yeah. When did you come to that conclusion? Uh, man, probably when I was, uh, 13, I want to say. Just. Were you, were you able to express that like um with my family kind of sort of but it was more like 
I don't care as long as you're here, we're gonna go to church and we're gonna pray. But other than that, it wasn't really forced. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't forced, it's just like, entertain us and just do it because you love us kind of thing. Right. But it was never, it was never um, like seriously forced upon me. Once I made that decision that I didn't want to do that anymore. And of course, you know, I talked to him about doing different, I thought about doing Islam. And I thought about, you know, being a Buddhist. I even thought about looking at Scientology at one point. You know, I've gone through all these different paths. And I, you know, and it has got to the point where uh, someone had told me, you know, many roads lead to the same destination. You know, as long as you make peace with yourself in this life and you do the best you can, you know, that's all you can hope for. Because there's no guarantee of what's going to happen afterwards. No one's ever come back and be like, hey, it's good. Hey, you got a mansion. I'm living next to uh, Merlin Monroe. You know? No. You know, because I don't want to get too religious here. The problem is, with, especially with uh, being Catholic, it was too much of the focus of what's going to happen later on and not now. Mm, yeah. Mm. That's, a, that's a big problem with religion, I guess, is that it's not focused in the now. Mm. It's focused on your afterlife all the time. Yep, yep, yep. So you miss out on so is, so much. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, I have this joke about what is it, like, that my parents are in a cult and, uh, and I think, sometimes I think it's my responsibility to help them get, get out of the cult, but then they're gonna want to come over. And it's, uh, Oh, and the other part is uh, that I don't have to worry about their retirement because Armageddon's tomorrow. But, like, that's actually... (laughs) (laughs) But it's actually, like, kind of sad, you know what I mean? Because they're... I don't know. They're in their own world. Right. I mean, are they... They're not, like, hurting themselves, are they? Or they're not, like... You know what I mean? It's not. It's not. It's not like they're denying themselves medication because the religion told them not to. It's not one of those things, is it? I mean, if they need a blood transfusion, they're not allowed to take it. Oh, okay. And people do die from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a really good episode on Leah Remini's series mm-hmm. about Scientology. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's familiar. one episode. I forget which one, but there's one dedicated to Jehovah's Witnesses, and like that's the clearest picture you can get. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely have to okay. check that out. But it's really like, and it's it's dark, really dark. It's a it's a really dark religion, like, and the imagery too, and they show it to children. Like I remember as a child looking up, like looking at being forced to look at books with people being torn apart by lions. Mm. And, hung and set on fire and it's so boring and you're there for hours and I'm just fixated on these terrible images they don't even think about things like that I don't know I don't know if it's the same thing I mean I guess with the heavier Catholics it's like you know like Boston and like the really heavy ones talked about it but yeah definitely when I was in school they would show us you know describe how painful the um Jesus dying on the cross was, you know, how his body was pierced and all this type of stuff, and like really get graphic with it. I don't know if we ever shown pictures, but they would definitely get graphic with some of these stories they were telling us. Yeah. It's, 
It's sad. Why would you do that? Why would you do that to kids? I mean, I guess because their brains are malleable, you can mold them to whatever you want to do to them. But that's but all. They can. <laughs> yes. Remember, oh man, there is a there is a uh, there is a site. Oh, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up, and I'll, I'll send it to you for people who um who've left like their religious community because we find a lot of times the reason people join religion is for a sense of community. And whenever you move to a new city, what do you do? You look for that church. You say, Hey, I'm so and so from such and such. I'm also this. Hey, come on in, and that's your community instantly. You're not alone anymore. Right. That's uh, kind of what I'm doing with Ha Ha Black Sheep. The uh, theme is is ex-cult members, ex-religious. And then I realized I was getting followed by like bankers on LinkedIn. So I was like, and also subversion of institutions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I probably would have asked for, you know, hey, if you want to <laughs> donate, keep it going. <laughs> you should be on it for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Time. I have to. I definitely would like to brush up on my on my on my stuff because I mean I have good ideas but my mouth don't make words so well so what what what's, what starts up up here is like a really deep like you should ask this and say this uh people not good because they bad when they not good <laughs> yeah I know what you mean um yeah you should totally come by it's it's pretty loose mm-hmm. I mean everything's timed but understood that most of us haven't developed material from this and actually one really interesting thing happened the very first time we did it is we had uh it was the first one was ex-cult members and everybody experienced a similar mental block at the three minute mark (laughs) and then if they kept going like it was stumbling stumbling but then they hit something and they find something and uh, uh, it happened to everybody that first time, and I knew that it had to keep going. It's uh, pretty cool. We've got one guy. He grew up in like a single room. Like he wasn't allowed to leave the room or go to the bathroom. Like what the? F- wow. But yeah, it's one of those real what the fuck stories. And um, he doesn't put his last name, so I don't really know who he is. No, no. Maybe he's not right. But um. But he's got this, like, jovial spirit. He's, uh-huh. you know, he's making jokes about it. And, like, it's amazing to me that there's people out there, that people are that strong, you know? It's amazing to me mm-hmm. that the human spirit is that strong, that it can't be, can't be crushed. Well, it can, but, you know. Well, with the right, with the right, with the right people and the right, you know, it's like a flower. You can... You know, water, water as much as you want to, and you can feed it, whatever, whatever. But if you don't take care of it the right way, it's not going to grow right. And I think they think of that the human spirit that way. You know, you have to be delicate with it. I think, it, yeah, ideally you want to be delicate with the human spirit, but if not, it usually shines through anyway. Mm-hmm. I think. Like a or rose. Just, maybe that's. Like a rose through concrete. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a room. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That's I'm, I'm still thinking about that guy. Like, what religion is this? We said, God said don't leave this room ever. Like, that's... I don't know. And his mother wrote a book about it. Like, 
was like um like a mother for other people like she would remother people but then she wouldn't like let them out of the room like she was a professional mother but she was horrible to her own son or i shouldn't say that that's not up to me to say but uh, you lock a kid you lock a kid in the room you tell them they can't leave that room yeah that's pretty horrible yeah <laughs> I just don't want to talk about anybody else's. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that, yeah, that, that threw me off. Yeah, let's not talk about this person. They're not here to defend them. They're tell their story. So we shouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you for your, your contact stuff where people can reach you. You know, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Instagram is... Hmm. That Valentine Lee. Mm-hmm. All, all one word? Uh, yeah. So it's like a play on my name. Mm-hmm. So it's Capperson, so it's like I'm a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time a judge didn't believe my brother that our last name was real. He thought it was a trick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that didn't cause any problems. Uh, no, not in the long run. <laughs> um, on Twitter, it's uh, Val is a person one, I think. I don't know. I have a bunch of Twitters. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think right now it's Val as a person. One. With your, uh, where can people find your music? And also, if you can say your 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 group's name again, as well as your music and where they can find it. Um, the group's name, the Haha Black Sheep. Uh, no, the music, the music, the music. Oh, the music. Um, I don't give a fuck about the first band. Just fuck that guy. But okay. my music. Yeah, your music. Okay, your music. All the streaming platforms. Yeah, like my fair lady, fair voyeur, or voyeur, like voyeurism. Okay, got you, got you, got you. And when people find you, let me explain this to you a little bit more. Let me just keep explaining. (laughs) (laughs) We can go on. You can keep going if you want. You can got some more. (laughs) What's that family? What's that uh, family guy joke? Robert Lozier. R as in Robert Lozier. O as in oh my God, it's Robert Lozier. Nuts. Um, and then Facebook is just um, my name. Mm-hmm. I should really, I should, uh, I should find a better way to answer this question. Yeah, people are gonna want to probably, you know, reach you and talk to you and learn, you know, especially, haha, black sheep, your your your, your show, you know, the risk takers comedy show, as well as your music. People are gonna want to reach out to you. I, I don't worry, I'm the same way exactly. Where can you reach me? Um, well, I'm here right now. If you want to talk, I mean, we can do that right now. <laughs> You got Google, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this somewhere. Page 10, page 7. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to thank you so much for opening up and sharing, man. That was, this has been a very deep conversation. And, uh, you know, these last couple episodes have been very deep, and this one has been, been definitely up there. Um, you know. Yeah, thanks for listening. Not a problem, not a problem at all. I hope you get that million dollar check to write that um, song for that romance comedy trailer. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> as, as the guy's running in the rain going back to the girl, your song's in the background playing. He says, I can't live without you. And you just... <laughs> I wonder what I would do with a million dollars. Maybe just like hunt Nazis 
It's, it's not gonna last long. What are, what, are, what are you gonna take out of it? Like, what do you sell? Even I mean, even what they take out, if you're smart enough, you can you can stretch it out. As long as you don't yeah. say, as long as you don't say, "F it, I'm gonna do all the drugs I can right now." I got the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they, I don't like that look in your eye. <laughs> I might have to have somebody hold it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely know. I mean, it would be nice. It would be nice to have that, but even though I like to think I'm respons more responsible now than I was in my early 20s, I would still piss away a million dollars somehow. You Give me a check on Friday. It would be gone by Monday. Like, dude, you just had a million on Friday. What happened? I don't know. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is, this is, I don't know why I didn't do this before. I wanted to ask you, what were your um, comedic and musical influences? I didn't even ask you that. I just realized that. Is that the one they were going to do, but it got canceled? I don't know, but I have it in my calendar. On the 19th, it should be out. Do you know the name of it? I'll have to look it up. I don't. It's just Patrice O'Neill documentary. Supposedly, okay, so after he died, his, his longtime girlfriend was supposed to be doing a documentary, and she started an Indiegogo fund and raised a lot of money to do this documentary. And it never came out. And many people think she blew the money on herself and didn't do anything with it. Hmm. So, Nobody's seen it? Nobody's seen it. They said, what was she? They said she was asking for like a crazy amount of money, but she was like, you can do it low budget. Because all she was doing was interviewing other comics about him. And then she was like, oh, I want to fly to Brazil. Not Brazil. Yeah, Brazil, because he spent time down there. I want to go to London because he went over there like... No, they were like, no, you don't have to. Most of his comedian friends said that that wasn't needed. You can just interview people about his life. Yeah, you could call. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she had this crazy. She she raised a good amount of money, but yeah, it never came out. And the money's who knows where, probably in someone's pocket somewhere. This is maybe like a couple years after he passed. It it, it happened. But you know what? It, it's but really uh, funny. yeah, yeah. It's that it's funny and it's with love as well. That's the main thing we gotta remember. It's with love. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. never just to say it, just to be shocking. It's it's always you know. <laughs> yeah, no. He's got a. I think it's it's like his way of delivering it with love kind of reminds me of Patrice. Mm -hmm. Like he says some fucked up shit, but you can never hate him. <laughs> you know. When you say his, his last name was, I don't want to say his first name, his last name was Nightwalker? Yeah, it's, it's literally Nightwalker. 
Nightwalker. That is that is the coolest name I've ever heard in my life. Lily Nightwalker. That's a <laughs> name destined to get out of South Dakota. <laughs> Uh, on and off since 2009. Really, more off than on. Uh, like if I've been doing it consistently since 2009, maybe I'd be somewhere right now. I don't know. But I have periods of times where I do it for a long period of time. On the first page of Google, I think that's somewhere. Oh, awesome! Cool. And it's like uh, safe for work. SFW. Oh no, that's not it. So that's why I think. I, okay, so I think now what I have to say is, is no, it had your picture. Oh, have my picture with it. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, like the little uh, the little player, like the first, like there were other SFW podcasts, but mm-hmm. yours was the one in the player on the first page of Google. So okay, so SFW doesn't stand for safe for work. It's so fucking what. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, yeah. No, I didn't know if you knew that's what it stood so the for. The fact that yours is showing up first is actually pretty cool. All right, yeah. It's like some safe for work stuff. <laughs> Try to get it mixed it's, in it. It's not safe for work. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's not. It's not terribly graphic. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not super. Oh, I've heard some really bad podcasts that you should listen to at work. <laughs> I, I like last podcast on the left, but I would if I had an office job, I would not be listening to that at work. <laughs> Which one? Last podcast on the left. Oh, okay. Yeah, they cover like serial killers and stuff, and like they do all sorts of topics. But I really got into them when they started covering like serial killers, and they have the guy like they make all these like really jokes. It's funny, but if you don't have the frame of mind for it, like you'd be like, this is awful. Yeah, so Jeffrey Dahmer cut off the guy's head and he wore around like a hat. <laughs> That's the guy. <laughs> yeah, I see, what, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's cool. I should check it out. I'm just, I'm just getting into podcasts. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm cool. so lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, I to talk to somebody. It's, it's a bunch out there, man. Like, it's, it's, it's a good, I think the right ones can really brighten up your day. You know what I mean? And I hope this can be one that brings up someone's day out there. Do, do you think anybody will listen to it? I've had people give me feedback on this and stuff. Mostly things are like, um, you need better equipment. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, give me money. <laughs> so it's my reply. Do Kickstarter. I thought about I I'm so awful at anything online I'm so bad at. I'm so bad at selling myself and selling myself to other people. Like, I understand that's what we got to do as entertainers, but it's not like, because if you're a singer, your voice, this is, this is, your singer's like, oh my God, such a beautiful voice. But with comedy, it's kind of like, I don't really like it kind of comedy. It's kind of a little bit of, uh, you know. It's the same with singing. People, people always give you, uh, give you shit Oh, and actually, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, pretty much. Well, I, mean, I, well, I always felt with singing is you can prove it right there. You can say, "Oh, I'm a singer," and you can just sing. You know what I mean? And I guess you know. What I mean, we can generally agree when someone's a good singer because it sounds good to the ears. You know, even if you're not able to hold, like, not gonna expect somebody to be able to hit Mariah Carey notes. But if you're good, you're like, "Oh, wow, you're a really good singer." 
But if someone said, hey, tell me a joke. Well, one of my jokes or a joke I heard, because there's a difference. And if it's a joke, if it's one of my jokes, you have to sit down for a minute because it's going to take a while. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to... I don't tell a joke when people ask for a joke. Because <laughs> I know it's not gonna it's not gonna be funny. Yeah. You know? Because it's not that's not how this works. That's not the deal. I'm not a joke machine. Right, 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 right. Oh why why do people think that's okay with comedy like to do that? Oh you're a comedian, tell me a joke. Oh you're a doctor, look at this sore on my Peter. <laughs> Oh, you're asking you to work for free. Oh, you're a banker? <laughs> Let me hold some money because I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, That's a whole can of things. Like, I don't know if you want to get into that or not. I try to keep this very fairly um, unbiased. Right. <laughs> um. But, you know, I mean, I'm not a Trump fan. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. Um, I was a registered libertarian, but no longer. Yeah. Um, my, my, my whole thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I said my whole thing was kind of live and let be. As long as your way of living doesn't infringe on my way and it's not hurting anyone, I really don't care. But, of course... We're not all civilized adults, and you need to explain things. You need to have laws for people because they don't... Why can't I have two guns? One in the air, one in this hand, one in that hand, and one in my foot right here. I can go like this. You can. <laughs> I guess you can. I guess it's not illegal. <laughs> yeah. People are ridiculous. Yeah. Unfortunately, common sense is not so common. intelligence has merged with the internet i am everything i can google mm-hmm. like i don't know i think we're navigating it the best we can <laughs> we're trying to <laughs> yeah we're trying to i guess i guess as long as we're improving on a somewhat scale i mean we're not in we're not in caves anymore and we're not for the most part burning people as witches so i guess that's an improvement So, um, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk about uh, here, because I was going to ask you if you had any words of inspiration or positivity you wanted to give to the listeners out there. Things get easier and there's more coincidence. Mm-hmm. 
pretty sure that's something. Yeah. I think that's how it works because when things were going terribly, there were no coincidences in my life. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but uh, there's a good quote by Winston Churchill. If you're going through hell, keep going. Mm. And I think that's a really good good advice. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Gotta keep it moving. <laughs> I always like to uh, kind of I guess sign off with this one. No matter where you are, when you are, and how you are when you hear this, remember, I love you. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I like that one better. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. I actually heard... I, heard, I love you too, listener. <laughs> I hope you want to end right there. We can have that there. Thank you, Valerie, for stopping by. I appreciate it so much. I learned so much about just everything in general, and I'm definitely going to check out your music tonight, and I will get back to you tomorrow. Not a problem, not a problem at all. Now's the part of the show where I give thanks and praise to those who've reached into their pockets and helped keep the show moving. Thank you, Mario. Mario was featured in the Tuna Glizzy episode. He and his girlfriend came through and blessed us with an amazing episode that we're going to do again sometime soon as a thank you to him. And it was fun energy to have him around as well. You know, I definitely want to do more shows like that. So thank you again, Mario. If you want to be like Mario and hear your name at the end of the episode and be sung in high praises and have my eternal gratitude and appreciation, please do so by going to adcomedyjokes at gmail.com. You can send me an email with love, support, fan mail, hate mail, whatever you want. You can send money via the cash app, app, AD Comedy Jokes, you know, dollar sign AD Comedy Jokes, PayPal slash AD Comedy. Also, you can do what Mario did. What he went, what he did is went to anchor.fm slash SFW. There he contributed a monthly donation. To help to get the show up and running. And I appreciate the love and support. Peace.